welcome to Living Well While Living Online, friends, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. I am your host, Tammy Riley, and this week we go to the French Riviera to sit down to have self-care conversation with Fetty Ramsey. And I know you're going to enjoy hearing about Fetty's passion for people, for movement, for making people smile, um, for making life easier for them, and also his determination and focus on himself. He is a constant student. I am so, so in awe of all of the things that he does to make himself a better version of him. And not just personally for himself, but in the way he does it for his travel. So please sit back, grab a cuppa, get ready to listen to our self-care conversation together. Welcome back everyone to Living Well While Living Online. Today we are traveling to Europe to France to talk with my dear friend Fetty and I'm so excited to share this conversation with him. First of all, because I have not seen him in quite a while, so it's always a great opportunity for me to catch up with some of the people I really care about and enjoy being with. So Fetty, thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, you're welcome. I, uh, I was really excited about this opportunity to talk with you, to catch up, because like you said, there's been a long time we didn't really discuss unless connecting through social media. So that's a good opportunity for me to discuss with you, my dear friend. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Thank goodness for social media, because we do get to follow where each other are in the world. And you'll hear all about Fetty's travels, because that's a big part of him. Um, but would you just introduce yourself to our listeners, where you are, what you're doing, anything you would like to share okay. about um, you. My name is Fetty Grapsi. I'm a French citizen. I know that's, that's not a typical French name, so sometimes people are so surprised. Fetty is an Arabic name. <laughs> Actually, my parents emigrated in the 70s in France. So I was born in France and uh, I've been raised uh, with French culture, going to French school, learning about French history. Uh, and also, I have uh, this Arabic heritage because my parents are from Algeria, so that's a good melt. And um, I'm taking advantage of the two sides, which make me a little bit international. So I understand a little <laughs> bit the culture and the habit of the Northern African and also what is completely different from the French people. So it's good to have the two, the two views, actually. Um, mm -hmm. concerning yeah. my uh, career, I was like studying, uh, a lot, uh, in the university in Nice. I did a PhD thesis that I dropped. I didn't want to do because I realized that I didn't want to be a researcher. I want to be in contact with people. I really, uh, realized that I need to be surrounded with people. I need to do connection, interact, interaction with people. That's in my, uh, ADN, my DNA. So I really need people around me. That's why mm. I, I went off this uh, researcher's uh, career. And during this PhD thesis, uh, I had to, to teach to other students. And that's where I realized that I love uh, teaching. Actually, the first thing I, I taught when I was younger was mathematics in university. Uh, and I really enjoyed wow. uh, transmitting knowledge, but in a funny way that I didn't want to be like really formal, very like um, 
are very too scientific uh, in my way of approaching mathematics. I, did, I have uh, put in my classes a uh, funny side. I was joking, and I, but I did the job. I wanted the people to have the level, to have the knowledge, but I always did it, wrap it with some, some laugh and funs and jokes, but people were loving it. So I realized that I, I'm more into transmitting knowledge. And after that, I wanted a break because you know, when you, you're studying so long, so many years, you want a break. And I started to do more sports, fitness, and where I realized that, oh, fitness, that could be another another career, a possible career for me. And that's how it started. Like in 2000, I started to go in gyms and I started to, to follow spinning classes, aerobics, and I was doing everything. Uh, Sometimes I was ashamed. I said, oh, there's no men inside the group X class. Uh, could I go? Yeah. And I said, why not? Mm -hmm. So I went in, I was doing steps, aerobics, and then I started to do less milk classes, which are filled with more men, body pump, for example. I was not so like <laughs> looking around and say, okay, there are, there are other men in the room, so it's okay. But, um, and then I started to analyze the classes, the classes in a way, how the teacher is teaching, what he's doing, how he's making, evolving the step, for example, because my mind is always trying to understand the things and overthinking sometimes. I'm afraid that sometimes I'm, in my life, I'm overthinking so much, so. And I started to say, hey, why not teaching fitness, actually? It's also a way to transmit knowledge. And it started like this. I started mm -hmm. to do spinning. I went to Paris to be trained to become a spinning instructor in 2001. Then I, I did fitness classes also in the same time. I started to teach fitness classes. Then I evolved in the spinning program. I became master instructor in 2004. I've been in Italy starting to do SICs for the people who doesn't know is spinning instructor training. I did several in France, in Belgium, in Switzerland. And then I want later, a few years after, I wanted to focus more on my career and developing other skills like management. And I wanted to evolve in a fitness chain. So I started to, to quit my uh, MI job. I stopped being master instructor for spinning and I focused more on to my, uh, my, my new job, which was like uh, education manager for big chain in France. And I evolved like this seven, eight years. And are we talking about lately the, uh, with the pandemics or, or not? Do you want me? It, what a absolutely. We're, because when the pandemic hit and everything was closing, you seized that opportunity. Yeah. I know that. So, could, um, sure, share, okay. share uh, what you So, uh, with the pandemics, it started to 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 change my routine because uh, we have to deal with the pandemics. Even in the gyms, we have like to to follow some ratio, some measure. So we have to carry on teaching when we were allowed in gyms with few people. So it was a little bit stressing, but at the end we learned that our chain was sold and uh, we have new owners. And the sad part was they didn't want to keep us in the teams. So we have been uh, gently, uh, how do you say, thanked for our, job and uh, from that <laughs> I decided to go back to studies so I decided to to enroll myself online uh, in an MBA that I finally finished and I was yeah. graduated last uh, July so 
something done. I, I've been with uh, one of uh, the most prestigious university in France, La Sorbonne. Uh, and now I'm looking for a new job position and I'm really open to go in any industry. Knowing that I would like to stay in the fitness industry because it's a passion for me. But I also think right. that I would like to go outside of the fitness industry to get new, new habits, to learn new tools and come back to the fitness industry to have a new uh, view and maybe bring something new to the table. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm not forcing myself to stay in the fitness industry. I would like to experience new, th new, new things, actually. This is what I have in mind right now. Yeah, I love that. The nice thing too about what we do working with spinning. So I know you had said to everyone you yeah. left, but then you came back. So you are you are part of us again doing trainings. And so the nice thing is because it's usually mm -hmm. a weekend gig, even if you get a job in another field, do you it. can still do exactly. what you love, what you're passionate that's about true. in sharing that's, this. So that's true because it's, it's the actually the yeah. Saturday and Sunday, it always fits in our schedule. So yeah. we work, we had like, you know, we have difficult and tiring weeks when we are doing that because we are doing weeks yeah. on the row. We, we, we stopped the week and next week we didn't have any weekend and we have to start to work for a full week till the next weekend to finally rest. But we love it and we don't see the... The fact that he's tiring. We love it. Mm. We do love it. I love that you, I, I, first of all, that I'm learning that you are a, like you've taught math. <laughs> That's incredible to me. But as you described your own style, um, I wish that there was video on this for you to see because I would make Fetty <laughs> dance for you. I mean, I would make him, yeah, I would make him dance for you. He is such an incredible dance instructor and we've done classes with him and your facial expressions. It's not even that you're making fun of the movement because you're not. You're doing whatever it is that you need to do, but there's something about the way you deliver it. It makes people just smile and have fun. And it's, I'm going to say yeah. silly, but in a serious way. So I'm trying to imagine that same thing as you're teaching. That's math. it. That's, that's the same. That's a component. I think I'm serious in what I'm doing, but I have a wrap on the right. thing I do that it must be um, enjoyable. It must be funny or not, but in good way, like you said, not something like, laughing at right. people something like that is not my my way of doing things but i like that people will have a special experience with me it's not like having a fitness class in my fitness class i say that i, I make people laugh because they they need something different from their their routine and, and they love sometimes they they told me uh, i like it i like your dancing class because you are so funny you you dance well and you're so funny that's like the cherry on the on the cake the icing of the on the cake like you said yeah yeah yes and it's it does it just mm -hmm. that energy that feeling is so contagious that even so for me taking a dance class is out of my comfort zone right that's not what what i feel mm -hmm. I don't feel good when I'm doing that. I, I don't feel like I'm a good dancer, but you sure. make me have fun. And when I'm, I'm behind you and I'm watching, you know, it's just, I, I even forget sure. that I'm, that I'm not good at it. And, uh, and it's really enjoyable. And I think that's a special gift that you have to the make thing people also feel like lately, that. When I was a young instructor, I was too much on the choreo, uh, focused on the steps and making something more elaborated. And I realized that people, not necessarily want that they want like to have something 
a good experience, like I said, to, to enjoy themselves. And slowly, I changed my way of creating my careers. I, I wanted to make it more, more simpler, simpler, I mean, easier, stylish. Even if it was so elaborated, it was stylish. So I was doing like fitness classes, dance right. classes, very uh, taking step from salsa, taking from hip hop, even if it was, it was an aerobic class, you know what I mean? It was like a stylish aerobic, aerobic class. That's where I was tending to go when I was teaching fitness. Above all, we dance. I like dancing because in my mind, in, in my body, there's something I cannot describe it actually. When I dance, there's something like maybe it's chemical in my body, maybe it's my mind. I don't know. I I really uh, transcend myself in a way. So you write my face sometimes. Yes. <laughs> some weird expression or that makes I when I and I don't like seeing myself on video. It's weird because I have fun, but I don't like and say, "What this face? Come on." <laughs> I think we all feel that way when we see a video of ourselves. Yeah. We're horrified. Like, what was I doing? But, um, but yeah, you, I, you definitely feel it. And as you say, um, maybe it's chemical, yeah. maybe it's, you know, who knows what that is in us, but I can definitely mm. see that when you're in front of people and you're, you have them moving. It's, it is just so, it's that energy and the whole feel of it, which is just so fun. I've had so much fun uh, being in your class. Oh, welcome. So thank you for that. <laughs> So as we go through all of this, you know, and we're fitness professionals, and so we know what to tell people and, and how, for, how to direct other people to care for themselves. But so how, how do you care for yourself? What are things that you consider your ultimate forms of self-care, oh, self-care. That, things that you need to do to be in? In a way, um, I reflect on what people are doing in a way. I mean, when I see people telling me, oh, yoga is good. I say, why not trying? And actually, it can be a self-care. And, and lately, I, I really focused. I'm really focused on yoga f- as a personal activity. Mm. I was doing like uh, some yoga, but not really regularly. So I started to like, okay, each week I have to do at least one regular uh, yoga class, even two by by weeks. And Actually, it's very good for me. Uh, I feel like my body is feeling better. And uh, and also there is this also meditation side and this focus on on on, mm-hmm. on the inner, inner side of me. I mean, focus in with the breathing, feeling what happened in my body during the asanas, the, post, the postures. I really like that. And you, and you know, with the spinning program, we have mm-hmm. this ability to connect our mind with our body and vice versa. So... That's mind and body activity. Yes. Really, I really like them. I really like being focused mentally yes. and physically at the same time. So, so as you say, this is a newer practice for you. And I know, right? So we're spinning and it's mm-hmm. cardio, even though it's mind body. Dance is very physical, and also you're um, a CrossFitter. You definitely. do a lot of CrossFit. So, so this, right? So this is a is a different a, way exactly. of taking care of yourself. Um, it's quite challenging. I really like the challenge, challenging side of CrossFit because it pushed me out of my boundaries. Sometimes I say, come on, you, should not, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. And I, I don't know, my body wants to be challenged and I go and, and after, after they say, oh, 
my muscle are sore. My lower lower back hurts a little bit because <laughs> when you do cross fix, you tend at the end because you want to do a good time, you lose a little bit the technique, which is bad. So you have to remind yourself. Yes. Your, your posture. Right. You are reminded from where the movement starts, mm -hmm. and slowly I tend to decrease my weight because uh, yeah, I ha I've been injured several times if not lower back was the shoulders for three months. And I said, come on, next time I won't take these heavy, heavy dumbbells. So I was, now I'm, I'm pacing myself much more, but I love yeah. it. We're, <laughs> and <laughs> we're not getting any younger, unfortunately. Exactly. <laughs> and your joints, oh, and your so joints also remind you that you are aging, which is not so, <laughs> so motivating too. Anyway, that's life. I accept it. It is. It is. And so, right, meeting yourself where you are, that now it's time to have a more regular yeah. yoga practice and, and it is moving the body in a different way and it is and, integrating, you know, everything that, that we do with and, that mind, body, And moreover, soul. like you said, CrossFit has to be for me a self-care. So what I decided to do is, okay, yeah. if I want to take uh, four CrossFit classic, classes in the week, I have to do uh, in a way that I can do these four classes in the week. So when I do the the work, the work mm -hmm. of the day, and I see that the weight are super heavy, I say, "Come on, Fetty, yeah. don't put this this way. Put half of it, three quarter of it. That way you can challenge, move, push, strengthen yourself, but not kill yourself because tomorrow morning maybe you will come back for another work." So. I'm more conscious of what I can do. And like I did to, like I said to the instructor last time, I say, come on, he, he pushes me a little bit. I say, come on, if you, I want to come back and enjoy my CrossFit, I don't want to be injured and be out of CrossFit for a month. So now I'm dealing with that, with the way, right. depending on the movements of movement are more easy for me. Snatch is difficult for me because of my flexibility on the shoulders. You know, I, I cannot do crazy stuff. Front squat, right. I'm limited with my, my elbows. So I have to to judge and and see what are the movements and if I can go for the heavy weight or not. But my, my goal is to follow my practice and to, to, to do at least three or four CrossFit session in a week. And it's learning how to train yourself exactly. smarter, not harder Definitely. necessarily, right? So, you know, because you love yes. it and you want to go back, you know, we we don't always look at it right like that, right? In that view. In the beginning, you're like, just go, go, go. But now, you know, if I want to continue to do this, this is how I have to exactly. meet my body, you know, yeah. where Acknowledge it is. Acknowledge your limitation and, and try to 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 target the number of sessions at least you have to do per week and to honor them you have to do choices so when you see the work the, mm -hmm. the, the work of the day and you see the the movement you then say okay this is a, a strong movement i can do it so i'm going for the full for the full weight if not i decrease yes yeah um, and right, obviously we're very physical beings because that, you know, it's what we teach. It's what we know. We educate ourselves, but I, I know that self-care is more mm -hmm. than just physical. And I'm going to say, 
that for you, right here, I am naming your self-care. One of the things I love so much about you and your passion for life and all things is your travel and how important travel is for you. Can you, I think it's definitely, I was thinking more into fitness first. (laughs) Like you said, we are physical persons. So we're thinking of physical practice uh, as a self-care, but definitely traveling is one of my passion. Uh, it is uh, more than self-care, I think. It's make me realize so many meanings of life. Um, mm. And also it may it make me like have my escape, have my time to think, to make int- introspection. It's crazy, but when I'm in the, the aircraft and I'm sitting and I'm waiting to reach a point B or to, to go to a destination, I usually think about a lot of things, what happened to me lately, where I'm heading about. It's quite a meditation. Uh, it's quite a process. The travel is not the travel in itself. It's the, this phase before mm. where you are excited to go, where you want to break your routine, where you say, okay, I'm off of my, my, my city, my country, and I'm going to like an explorer, going to somewhere. There is a travel in itself. Usually it's a good time. It has to be a good time. And then there is the, la- the last phase, which is right. the comeback, which is like a little bit um, less, mm, less I, I mean, less enjoyable because you said, okay, I have to go back to reality to work. I have to to, <laughs> to, to face things that I right. you prefer not. And also what mm-hmm. makes you also in, enjoy this time the comeback is, well, I have to come back to my family to my friends to my normal life which is which is also good um i say you have to be away to realize what's important for you what you cherish more so when you travel Mm -hmm. back you say okay i have i have 12 hours flight to get back which is annoying but oh at the end of it i will i will (laughs) finally meet my family my father my brothers and my friends which uh but yeah. Right, it's really self-care for me because I uh, I, I I love uh, learning about culture, history. It's changed me for what I'm really doing on my uh, on my routine. I mean, I'm like you said, a physical person. What what are my uh, what is my routine? Usually, it's made of fitness, fitness, and fitness. So we are we are one hundred percent physical. <laughs> So I do other things. I go to more to museum. I, I wander in the streets. I discover uh, people. I sat on a cafe and I look at people and see how do they behave, what they do, yeah. how they are, are. Are they more uh, more into gesture like Italians, you know, or are they like very shy? They just cross <laughs> and they don't interact. Like when I first went to Japan, I was so shocked about the the Japanese in the sense that they are not into, they are not physical, physical in their gesture when they communicate. They are more into like shy people and not looking at people. If they, Mm -hmm. for example, just touch a little bit, they just stop and say, and they go. And I was like, oh my God, you can be bumped into, somebody can bump into you and they even, 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 uh, say sorry, you know, in, when you go into the, into the subway in Paris, the people bump at you and they so in hurry and people are, are not like, uh, say, okay, forgive me to have a bump into you. But life was so striking how the people are different. 
the way with society is completely yeah. different. So that's something I like when I travel to to see how the the people, the citizens are interacting, how they behave, are they are they welcoming? When you travel, you expect that the people are really welcoming, and sometimes they are, sometimes they are not. Sometimes they are. It depends. <laughs> it's uh. But it's not also, I don't like also in my mind, I say, don't make stereotypes, don't make a generality of it, because sometimes you can have good people, sometimes you can, but at random fall on somebody which is not so nice. So, But you have a dominant um, feature of the citizen usually. I mean. Yeah. That's one of the things that you and I share, and I'm similar to you in that way. And when I travel somewhere, I want to know the people, you know, and you, you try to see the world as a tourist, but you will also seek out people that you know in that area. So you're having that experience of more of a local and that's what I try to do as well. And, you know, sharing the culture, learning it's, I mean, I love that as well. So I so admire and you, in your previous job, um, when you were working for the fitness company, you had a decent amount of time off during the week that, I mean, during the week, during the month that they would give you. So you were really intentional about taking advantage of that time and traveling and you were traveling a lot. The pandemic hit and travel (laughs) came to a halt for everyone. And so, you know, getting back into the swing of things, how is, how was the not travel for you? And, and now the dipping your toe in the water and getting back Mm. because you, you have been now traveling. Like you said in, during the pandemics was crazy because I was like, feel that I was in jail actually, because we are all in jail. I mean, <laughs> in France, we were confined severely. Right. I mean, sometimes you are not allowed like to go out of your, your home, like one meter away, which is like, you cannot actually get out of your house. So for somebody who was traveling like at least one or twice during during like three three months, I was like traveling one or two twice, or sometimes one travel a month. Depend was depending on my uh, it was it, it was depend depends. But you suddenly don't travel at, at all was really 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 uh, difficult for me. So I tried to escape looking yeah. in in YouTube and and in Instagram social media to to countries, to travel with the television, actually. So that was a way to, to ah. actually create my bucket list for when we will be allowed to travel. So, but uh, I managed to go to some uh, countries during the pandemics because uh, at certain time they allowed us to travel, but it was very uh, uh, difficult protocol. You have to do like a PCR tests and you have to enter your, all your documents before mm-hmm. going, for example, I've been to a friend, Kazi, Kazi events in Germany during the pandemics. I could have gone in August yes. 2020 and in August 2021. Uh, and that time, those two travel were like, you know, you were traveling in another way. You have to put mask on. You have to do all the protocol before yes. getting to the airport. Uh, all your documents mm-hmm. before traveling has to be sent to the minist- to the health ministry or something. And then you have a digit code and you can go to the airport showing them and then you can go actually in Germany. So what was re- it was really heavy, but at least we could uh, travel a little bit. So I went to right. to Germany during pandemics uh, 
two times. And one time in November 2021, I went to uh, Turkey because my sister was living in Istanbul. So, uh, and I had a long time not okay. seeing her. So I decided to go. And mm. it was great because um, how the, the way they were dealing pandemics in Turkey was completely different than in France. The people were have more freedom. They were not like having masks everywhere. So it was happy to walk outside in fresh air without masks. So yeah. I remember having conversation mm -hmm. with Fred Hoffman about, yeah. uh, you know, Fred, about pandemic life. And it was really yeah. strict there with when you could go out, how far having your, I'm going to say like you have yeah. to carry your pass or whatever they called it. Yeah. Um, and it is interesting, right? Like not only learning about different cultures, but learning about how different places That's handled true. situations. Yeah. The way so the, in France we the government dealt dealt with the pandemic was really severe. Sometimes we have to fill a document mm. precising the hour when you go out and you have one hour to go out and come back to your house uh, under a certain perimeter. You don't, you cannot, you are like 10 kilometers away from your house. Was really, really crazy so at the crazy. beginning. Then it gets a little bit softer yeah. uh, till they take all the measure. But we've been through like four or three months really severe. Like I said, to be like you were having the the feeling to be in jail, like to prison. I mean, so mm -hmm. now it's, <laughs> it's finished. I, I wish. I love that you um, that you said you were using YouTube and TV to kind of get the travel fix, but also to set yourself up yeah. for where you're going to go next, like where the True. next adventure is. So trying to make the most out of those moments. And we, I know you were also on a call. We would get together sure. some mornings and uh, have our chats or have our, mm -hmm. have our rides together. We did lots yeah. of little things virtually to, to kind of exactly. make up for the I started the beginning together. of the pandemics uh, with Fitlane, a former chain facility. I was working, uh, planning a lot of online classics through Facebook. So in a way, we satisfied our clientele mm -hmm. with a lot of classes and uh, with a, a good variety of classes, Les Mills, spinning, uh, Pilates, yoga. So they were so happy. We started and we were thinking, um, I don't know if it will work because people love real interaction. They want their instructor, but we were so surprised. And also by, by the fact that they didn't have the choice. They have to follow, they do something at our, yeah. at our house. So exactly. it really worked. Uh, and we were having like till like sometimes was 800 people connected to our live uh, in, on Facebook. But late and suddenly Facebook was more strict with the uh, music rights. Also, it was depending on the right. instructor doing the live. So if his connection, Wi-Fi was, if his internet connection was strong or not. So we have some little problems some from time to time, according the instructor. But at the end, the people loved it. So I think to that point, we've all learned to have a little more grace when it mm. comes to things like that, because we cannot control the strength of the internet at all times. You know, it's very frustrating mm. too for an instructor to not be delivering a quality class. We get that, right? So we feel it. And I think we're a little more forgiving, um, or at least we have to be because it's hard to control all of those elements when it's you're definitely not with that. Person. 
True. It's definitely yeah. that because uh, when we had problem, we see the comments under the video of the people telling us, oh, you are so nice to do that class for us. It's like becoming a ritual mm -hmm. uh, in our days. So they were yeah. forgiving because of a technical problem. Something that you won't see so often in real classes, when there was technical problem, they say, oh, we are paying the membership, so it has to be perfect. So exactly. I think the pandemics also, in a way, yeah. allow them to, to see what is important in life. So being uh, healthy, being safe is important. Having a problem, a uh, connection problem is not important. It happens. So that changed a little, the, the frame changed a little with the pandemics some some other people yeah yeah definitely which is a good thing True. a good thing you know we're so and again it is that expectation when you're going to a club you know mm -hmm. you want the quality and you are paying but there are things life happens right and we can't control every second of mm -hmm. it so i think it did open up at least a little bit of that view um, or the expectation of the perfection exactly. of everything so crazy um one thing that we have not talked about that sure. I do, I want to chat for a second. You have an amazing skill that you can pick up and remember languages. So I know you're not fluent in a million, but you speak a good amount of I, I, languages. Um, I really like learning languages. I, I don't know. This maybe goes with the travels. I know when I go to a country, what I would like to know is some basic sentences to speak with people in a way to... Yeah to show them that I make the effort to, like you said, to understand the view, the point of view of the locals, you know? Uh, how could you talk with a local mm. if you're not talking any language he can understand? So sometimes when I go to some countries, I say, okay, if not French, definitely English. If not English, maybe Spanish, okay? If not uh, <laughs> neither of the three, maybe Arabic. Some, a little bit, I can talk a little bit Arabic. Um, and then I say, okay, um, that's four languages at least, which is good. But when I go to Italy, I'm, when I go to Italy, I'm a little bit frustrated because I say, come on, Italian should be easy for me because I speak French. So uh, lately, right. uh, I decided to master it Italian. So I really want to learn Italian. So I'm serious. I have my, uh, my Duolingo app with Italian. <laughs> I I have some books, okay. you know. I I buy some, you know, like this uh, vocabulary, vocabulary, basic. Your first five hundred words. So I have sometimes I'm reading. Oh my gosh, he's show so you can't see, but Fetty's showing me his like. If you were in school, you have yeah. your laminated vocabulary. Yeah, there's uh, everything. <laughs> documents, but this one is good <laughs> because he, it's very suitable for traveling. For example, they they told you what can yeah. you say when you are in a restaurant, what uh, how do you ask your way, and things like that. So it's very. When I went in Rome, actually, right. I went in Rome uh, by the end of August. And I say, come on, you have to talk Italian. Don't talk any English. And I started and, and I make myself understood some, from time to time. So I was happy. I say, okay, I'm evolving. My level is evolving, but it's not fluent. But like you said, I, I try to pick up some sentences, some the way to at least uh, reply to somebody. But I definitely understand Italian. There's no, no way. Uh, but I try to, to master uh to master languages. I try to, but, you know. 
You do. I, I, it's so impressive to me because even when I'm there and I learn a phrase or two, I feel like I get home and it like just over the plane ride, it's washed away. And I, and I don't remember. And probably because here in the U S I only speak one language. I'm not as much in the, the op, I don't have the opportunity to really Mm. use another language. It's not as international that way. Right. Where I think you know, you're dealing Europe with... Is, yes, in Europe, thing, you have so uh, many... The thing I really appreciate that I'm living in Europe is you are like one hour, two hour flight from any capital. So you can go ev- wherever you want. If you mm-hmm. want to go to Roma, you go to Roma. It's, it's like one hour. You go to London, it's one hour and a half for me. Paris, same, almost the same, a little less. But you can go wherever. You can like practice. You know, you can learn at home and say, okay, I'm learning Greek and I'm going to fly into to Greece to 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 practice my my greek so yes that's that's a good part of that's a good part of I Europe, love that. definitely <laughs> yeah but it's definitely an mm. impressive skill to be able to connect and and i love mm-hmm. i love the reason behind it you know that when you travel you want to be able to connect with people in that country i mm-hmm. think that shows your true, true nature of Connecting but sometimes, you know, you are. try to learn language and you fail in the sense that you see that's a little bit more elaborated, a little bit more tricky. I studied Japanese. I said like three three months, you have to, to learn a new alphabet. There is two actually alphabets. One alphabet right. for the Japanese uh, rooted words and there is another one for the English. They they have some Japanese uh, world-inspired uh, uh, from English. So they have the specific uh, alphabet. So it makes uh, the language very difficult to learn. And also the way they, they, t- they talk when we say we have this saying, think before talking. I mean, sometimes somebody will uh, tell you, oh, what is the saying in, in, for the U.S. when you have to think before talking? We have something about the tongue or turn your tongue yeah. inside your mouth. Like uh, in French, we say turn seven times your tongue. Yeah, or something. Your Turn, we have that saying in <laughs> French: "Turn seven times your tongue in your mouth before t- before talking." That's a some. Oh, do you think we do I have a know, saying maybe in, there is in America some, like I don't that? Know. Not similar, but in the same meaning, maybe. I don't know. So, to tell you, for example, yes. Japanese, um, when you have to think before talking, that's definitely that, because words yes. change according to their function in the sentence. If they're subject, they are, in, they, they are written in this way. If they are a complement, they are written in this way, which is very difficult. So that's quite challenging to learn Japanese. So I, I started to stop. I said, come on, <laughs> I, will, I will come back to it later, but not yet. I have simple languages to oh learn like Italian before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so Spanish and Italian are very similar to yeah. Portuguese. So do you? So do I you think feel I can like learn Portuguese you... because I I master Spanish. So it's quite similar. There's some. I, I was talking with Elena uh, last time in Malta about this, and she said, "Oh, we have common words, but we have different." And it's true. Some words are completely different, and some words are very right. similar. Italian also is re- really like um, similar to Spanish also, and much more to French because mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar grammar rules. Uh, Latin-rooted language are easier for me because it's the same, uh, the same, uh, how can I say, the same origin. I mean, it's it's more easy for me. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, but so I'm not like, for example, German. <laughs> uh, it's like 
it's also different and um, it's more like I said you have to think before you talk so the words are different according where they are in the sentence which make the language more difficult right to learn so <laughs> Think before you speak exactly. is, is the lesson we're taking away. <laughs> because you have to figure out which language you're actually going to answer in, I'm sure, because you have a lot Je of them swimming Francais, in your si head. Voulez, mais, uh, I don't know if the listener will, will understand, <laughs> but usually American learn French. No, it's cool. Depends. Yeah. It depends. It is a, one of the languages that we could most common in 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 school would be Spanish, French. Um, yeah, I think some schools Chinese, now I'm offer listening. Chinese yeah, or Japanese. But, more and more in yeah, France, also yeah. it used to be German, Spanish, and Italian. Now it's more into okay. obviously Spanish still, Italian also. German less and less. Mm -hmm. They are coming more into Chinese. Students want to learn Chinese. Russian also, yes. because we have a lot of Russian mm -hmm. coming in my area also. Um, and okay. that's it. That's main, the main languages you learn. Obviously, uh, English first. Yeah. When you, you evolve in your studies, you have to learn English. That's compulsory. And then you have the choice on, on second language, which, which is one of the, the one I mentioned before. So when I've spoken with other fitness professionals before, this is one thing we have not talked about and, and not, I don't just mean a fitness professional yeah. international. So one of the things for you, right, you obviously are presenting your spinning workshops and your dance. If you're in France, sure. you're teaching in French, but now you're coming to mm -hmm. a team event um, and wherever we are in the globe, it's speaking English. So now you have to, you know, it's, you know, I know you know English really well, but now to teach and it's not your first language, it, how is that for you? I, I, in my mind, it's five times harder, right? I already imagine that because yeah. it's not like just rolling off your tongue and you have to really think about it. But yeah, sure. I don't, I'm asking because I really, um, that's a whole other piece. Actually, teaching in English is different because of, obviously it's not my mother tongue. So I have to think a little bit more. Uh, on the vocabulary, but right. the way um, we learn the fitness uh, concepts, usually they are coming from New Zealand or, or USA. So we learn the material in English. So when you are used to teach, for example, lessons classes, when you have the, the choreo, the choreo is in English, so you can have subtitles in French. But the way to learn the choreos, you learn the cues, you learn the words, the terminology, which make it easier. And obviously in spinning also at the beginning, all the material was in English. So it was not translated in, right. in French or it has been translated after several years. But at the beginning in my, I remember when I started spinning, everything I, I, I went through internet or YouTube was in English. Uh, so uh, even when Johnny G right. or other U.S. Uh, presenter were in Europe, they were teaching in English. So you have to understand all the terminology, the words, but you learn it and then it becomes natural. The thing also, which is good, because we are not uh, speaking fluently English, is we go to the, the essential. We go to the main thing. We tend to, to cue mm -hmm. uh, in a concise way. But we, what is missing is we cannot go explore or explain in a deeper uh, manner 
what we feel. We, we use simpler words. Then it's up to you to, to, to read in English. I'm showing you a book. This is my, my new book. I have to read it. It's in English. So I read in English to improve my, my, my vocabulary and to, to allow me to express myself in a deeper way. You know, when I teach spinning and I want to do, wow. to say something more into a philosophical way and not like, anatomy or uh, pedal stroke or whatever. I know all this terminology, but if I want to talk about, uh, I don't know, abnegation, gratitude or something more deeper, I have to know the, the words or something to add more layer to my cues and to my sentences. So I, I push myself to have a book in a month to read a, an English book. That's my strategy. Wow, and that that it makes that's and wonderful. it makes me improve I mean, my vocabulary. Anyway, I have words sometimes I don't know, so I go back to the to another app which make me translate the yeah. word, and and that's it. This is how you build yourself, actually. Mm. Yeah, I love that you you are constantly though in my mind working on on, yeah. on all of this. You know, you have a lot going on, and it's really. That's, I think that's uh, the way I am. <laughs> I think. That, that I know that sometimes I'm too much. I'm, in a way, I, I try to always try to be a better version of, my, of myself. But even like reading can be like a tangible way, uh, like you say, uh, good, you take good care, but I'm always in way that I'm working because it's not like an easy lecture. I'm not writing a, a French novel. I'm not yeah. reading a French novel. I'm doing something <laughs> that demand me to, to think and to, to learn. But some people like learning other don't i think i'm yeah. always in this learning mode and sometimes i have to yeah. get back over out of it and I, more into the feeling mode you know it's true it's true <laughs> the thinking yes, mode true. The sometimes the thinking the yeah. the learning modes i think is more activate in my head than the feeling mode the feeling mode i have it when i'm traveling when I, you know but in life I tend to, with the pandemics, I'm, I'm telling you, the, to be honest, with the pandemic, sometimes I'm just looking at the sun and say, come on. We are so rushed by, by our activities, by our job, that yeah. we don't even take time to breathe, to realize that we are breathing. So I try to change that. Right. Yeah. Yes. I love that thought. I've been trying to be more, we'll say, yeah. present or in the moment or, you know, the very kitschy term, stop true. and smell the roses, but it's mm -hmm. very true that we just move through a lot of what we did, I should say, we, we still could, without thinking about it and having mm -hmm. moments to pause and to observe and appreciate. Although we love to travel, even the place where we exactly. are has a lot to offer, this, right? Also, uh, last time in my spinning class, uh, I had the, had the cold down, I said to, to people, just breathe take some deep breath it's the only time in your day yeah. that you are like connecting to your breath to your breathing and they one one lady came at me at the end and said you're absolutely right and i think that in my normal day when i don't do not practice i don't realize that i'm breathing i'm not conscious of it and it shows you that people are like like you know always running after things always doing right. things but not even realizing they are breathing which is crazy. True. Yeah. Wow. I know. It is a gift when we slow down and pay attention to the miracles mm. that are happening yes. every day. 
we have to witness everything. We um, have to en enjoy and be grateful for everything. Even the most simplest thing, like absolutely. the sun rising in the morning, you're driving to, to, the, to your job and yeah, stop a second and look, there's the sun. That sounds very like you <laughs> smell a rose or, or very, uh, <laughs> but that's true. That's Yeah. I don't know. I mean, in your travels, one of the things I love is, you know, looking up and seeing the sun, seeing the sunrise, the sunset, and how that is no matter where mm -hmm. we go in the globe, right? That is a constant. That's something we'll always see. And it always yeah. looks a little bit different, um, but at the same time, the same. It's True. so amazing to me. Do you it's remember so the sunset in Jamaica? That. The one with the, with the green oh, uh, color? And we were like, uh, what is that? Yes. So, yes, it's only in the Caribbean area. You have this type of sunset. And I was like, and we had uh, in Incredible. Malta last week, uh, maybe three, three days ago, um, kind of red moon was I, I i put a picture and it's Ooh. kind of orange or, or red the we had a beautiful sunset and the moon rise and it was like red orange it was crazy it was like oh. definitely stunning yeah. yeah it's magic and i know you've been i spent a lot of time in the middle east as well and when i was in dubai the over moon. the desert oh, yeah. and the, the moon there was the like one, <gasps> yeah the colors. The desert uh, oh. offers a crazy scenaries, and, and there, it's always different. You know, the, the color of the sand and under the sunset is different. Sometimes rose, sometimes mm. yellow, sometimes so gold. That's nice. Mm -mm. Yeah. And also, you're, we're talking about the sun, but <laughs> the, um, the smell, the smell of the, the air, yeah. of the, the sea, sometimes mm. more... Uh, strong uh smell of salt it depends on the place where you travel yeah. i love that you mentioned that because actually i was yeah. just in alaska recently you were in malta i was in alaska and you know everything mm -hmm. is spread out more i although i landed in a big city i was just outside of the city different, and yeah. the air is different right so just yeah so city air versus you know, it's, air in a small green space. Uh, it's so, mm -hmm. it's so incredible to, to notice a change exactly. in, in the air, in the smell and the taste and mm -hmm. the, the quality. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh. Amazing. Uh, I always wrap up with my, my final question. So if you think about the idea of being your own best friend, what does that mean to you? And do you think you're good at being your own best friend? If I am my best, my best friend, you mean, uh, what, how is my best friend? I mean, how I realize, uh, how is my best friend? You mean? You, how do you, uh, when, when I say that, right, if I said to you, are you yeah. your own best friend? I would say yes. <laughs> so you being a good friend to yourself. Okay, good. Okay. So yes. And what does that mean? Like, how do you, how do you know that? Like, what are the, what are the things that you do to make sure you're Myself, staying yeah. true to I you? I try to do, um, yeah. okay, I understand your question. Uh, the thing for me is I'm stubborn. So I'm stubborn in a good way for, for example, if I set myself, um, a goals, I try to reach it no matter what. If I have my frame, I mean my my values, I will honor them. I will never do something is not in in my values. So I stay true to myself, mm -hmm. and um, 
that's a constant uh, fight. Sometimes you, you have bad influences and you have to talk to yourself and say, no, I, can, I cannot do that. Even some people are suggesting it. It's not the way, it's not the way who I am, you know? So I, I really mm. try to be, uh, to, stay, to stick to my values, definitely. And also what I like yeah. to, we are talking about my own base friend, it's to be, um, how can I say it? Uh, is it? To be, if I'm, if I'm friend with you, I'll be at 100%. I will defend you. I will trust mm -hmm. you. I will uh, protect you. If people will talk badly about you, I say no, because I love you and I, I will do, I will uh, consider you like my, my brother or something, you know? And I try to do yeah. that in my friendship. When I have a, a real friendship with people, I really honor the friendship to to the max. You know, that's the part of yeah. uh, the meaning for friendship: to trust somebody, to be connected to to him, no matter. Yeah. For example, if I'm your best friend, I try to yeah. reach out to you to know how you are, what what are you doing, are you facing something maybe something that I don't know. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's, yeah. Checking the on check your, your friends actually. So, yeah. Yeah. So do you do that for yourself? I then? try sometimes. I check for myself and say, okay, am I doing something? I talk to myself. The weird part is sometimes in the room, I talk to myself. Last time I was like, <laughs> okay, if somebody is entering in the room, it would, it would think that I'm crazy. But I talk to myself. I say, Fetty, come on, you cannot do this. Come on. Yeah, you said you are doing this. Yesterday I was doing like, you know, you sent me the email and I was like in the room. Oh, and yeah. I say, Fetty, you have to send the, the info to Tammy. You have to do as you have you have to so i am i am so that's weird i don't know are you talking to yourself or am i the only one yes <laughs> no 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 it's so funny that you even say that because you know i i yeah. true confession right as as before we press the button and record we're always having pre-talk in our pre-talk i was telling fetty that my husband was mm -hmm. still in the house that my daughter was still in the house and as I'm telling everyone to be quiet, she's having a full out conversation with herself and I'm laughing because then she was like, Oh my God, I forgot. I'm not supposed to talk and I'm not even talking to anyone else. It's to me. So we I all, think we all are talking. Yeah. And you know, Savannah. Say hi. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't hear her <laughs> at all. Oh. No, she's been quiet. She's been quiet. <laughs> well, yeah, it's so funny. Oh my gosh. Well, Fetty, I really appreciate yeah. you coming on and being willing to share yourself and your stories and just to have the conversation with me. It's so good to be able Thank to catch up with you. Thank you very much for your invitation. Like I said, it's a good opportunity to connect with you, to talk, to have a talk. We should do that uh, regularly each week yeah. with all the other colleagues I know, like we used I know. to be. We have to schedule one. But it's good. It's good to connect with you and to talk, we like chit chat our lives so it's good yeah yeah and in um in the sort of description of the podcast if you're looking online friends when you look in that you'll see Fetty's instagram and so he is known wherever he travels he just does his famous Fetty jump so if you follow him on instagram you can see where he is traveling to and watch him jump yes. all over the world <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you're welcome. Thank you, my friend. Take care.
Thank you so much, Fatih. I really, really enjoyed the one-on-one time that I got with you. And I know that our listeners enjoyed hearing your voice and story as well. Thank you for sharing your passion and living so authentically. And to my listeners, thank all of you for tuning in again. And we will be back next week with Martha Williams. Now, Martha is going to share with us her new um, venture, which is art. So really exciting. I know her from the spinning world and she has been dabbling as an artist and her stuff is amazing. So you can follow her. And it's been really interesting to just hear her perspective on loving herself and the world needing a pause and what exactly helps to make her the best human that she could be. So friends, tune in next week to Living Well While Living Online, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. A very big shout out and thank you to our executive producer, David DeRoche, and to Renette Chafu, our producer. To Scott Holmes, thanks for the theme music. And you can listen to all of the university podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. Please follow us on Instagram at QU Podcasts. And you can drop us a note at Quinnipiac Podcasts at Quinnipiac.edu. And until next week, my friends, please breathe deep, be intentional, and learn to be your own best friend. <laughs>